Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Football fandom, welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me as always is Anthony Lukasik. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And we're joined again this week by Peanuts. Hi! Thanks for coming into the studio this week. And we've also got Tessa, the Shy Guys studio dog, roaming around the floor, probably taking a nap. We have been crushing some caffeinated beverages tonight because it's very late on Wednesday. When we are when we are coming to you recording this, we're, it's it's almost Thursday. It'll be Thursday by the time we're done recording. This. That's true. That's, yeah. that's yes. how late it is. We've got another great show for you. Our usual segments, everything you need to know going into week ten. Week ten already. I don't know what it is about this year, but it's flying by. Yeah. But before we get to that, we want to let you know to like and subscribe because there's a very important thing that's going to happen when you subscribe and let us know because we are running a fan giveaway contest for some neat swag that you see over here some jerseys and a nice trophy anthony why don't you tell them about what it's going to take for them to receive some of the stuff for free well yeah well don't forget that the trophies and the jerseys are all signed as well those are signed authenticated uh jerseys and trophy yeah but mike dick uh, javon curse and dj chark um to qualify for those basically we're, we wanted to remind you guys that we're we're running our giveaway and the way that this works is all you have to do is subscribe Take a picture of it and email that picture to us. And I'll, there you go. You're entered. You got a shot at winning one of these three prizes. No one's entered yet, so I'd say your odds of winning are pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do basically you, the way this works is subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on our Facebook fan page, and you can share our weekly episodes. And every time you do any one of those things, take a picture of that, send us, the, email us that screenshot, and boom, you're entered for this signed gear. We're looking for 100 subscribers by Christmas, and we want to pull for the winner for a nice Christmas bonus for everybody. If you don't like Dick Gutchark or Javon Curse, guess what? You can give these things away as a gift. There they make go. fantastic Ooh, gifts. Somebody idea. you know likes signed gear, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So there you go. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to us and yeah. uh, enter the contest, guys. Enter the contest, and we'll, we'll, we'll give you this stuff for free. It's as easy as that. All you got to do is make sure you follow those steps and email us shyguysfootball at gmail.com once you have fulfilled those requirements and we will add you to the list and you can enter more than once you yeah. can enter 
by subscribing on YouTube. You can enter by following on Twitter. Both of those count as additional entries. So we'll, make sure we'll, you get those in. We'll count your name for every every email that you give us with the screenshot of, you know, the first time you subscribe to YouTube. Uh, the, the one that'll keep you coming back and back and back is sharing our weekly episodes. Yep. We'll give you one credit for each time you share our weekly episodes, limit one credit per episode. Fair enough? Fair Sounds enough. Good to me. Easy enough, guys. Get Easy those peasy. submissions in. Well, before we get started with the rest of the show and our news, we have our fan favorite Pandora's box, and we had a little bit of fun with it last week, but now you've got something for us that I think is fantastic, and I cannot wait to see what the people out there think of what we've got for Pandora's box this week, so why don't you take that away? And let us know. Open that box. Yeah, I got a goofy one for us this week. You know, last week I wanted to kind of take a break and just do some review stuff because I thought that was kind of fun. This week I have a recommendation for you. So everyone's got to get their wide receiver, their pesky wide receiver position stabilized out in in fantasy football, right? It's one of the hardest things to do because receivers are so up and down all the time, right? Getting consistent points out of your wide receiver position group in fantasy football for your team, it can be tough. Oh, yeah. So if you have two receivers that are combined getting you over 20 points every week, you take that, right? Yeah. yeah. Lock it, Metcalf. Lock like it, Metcalf. Lock, locked in 20 points on your on your roster every single week. It's good, yeah? Oh, so yeah. there's actually a pair of wide receivers together that have combined for a minimum of 20, p- 20 points every week except for two. Only two weeks. Lock it. Hey, if you could get two top five receivers on your team, by all means, go for it. I don't. I think that one might be a little bit out of reach for what I'm talking about. But these two are actually obtainable independently. And so, um, the only two weeks that they didn't combine for over 20 points was in week six. They only combined for 14.6, and then in week two, I'm sorry, in week seven against Chicago, they they had 12.9. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, but after that, they bounced back and had a great week together, combining for over 41.4 points against Miami. So the the upside of having these two guys is there, right? Now, stocking wide receivers on the same team for your lineup is usually a fantasy no-no. But in this case, it just makes too much sense. With, with these guys, you can't count on either one of them individually. You can't point to which one in any given matchup that you should start, right? But with their powers combined... Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have been dominating this season. Not both in the same game all the time, but they have been shown to do that as well. And so you're you're not really losing that upside of using two different receivers from two different teams, right? Basically, the way this is working, working out is Sean McVay is an offensive guru. He's a genius, right? We all know this. And so what he's committed himself to this season is clearly getting one of these two guys going every single week. And so when one is down, the other one's up and combined, they're usually going to put up over 20 points. We see that in almost every week this season. You know, if you can acquire both for your roster, do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at their schedule coming up, you got Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, and then in the playoffs, you're looking at new England, but you got the jets and then the Seahawks again in the championship week. I mean, this is a soft schedule coming up for the rest of the season. You got a couple of blips in there, but altogether, I mean, starting these two guys out for the rest of the season, it could give you the consistency you need to put you over the top, not only get you into the playoffs, mm-hmm. but carry you deep into the playoffs. Those those guaranteed points, man. That's yeah, that's a golden ticket. And I think that's when we were looking over the stats. One of the things I found interesting was when one of them is having a more of a down week the other one is having the up week and that's what i was saying about mcveigh he's going to get at least one of these two guys going every single week the question is just who's who's going to be so if you're a guy with cooper cup on your roster you can't 
necessarily start them every week and you don't know necessarily when you can't can and can't right but if you got both and you can start them both the entire way through the rest of the season and you're gonna be golden no matter what happens yeah well i think there we go that is some incredible advice i know i'm going to be trying to take that advice into action with my teams because. Yeah, so we were talking about that earlier, and that, that your example is perfect because I think it's a, it's a really good bar to set for what you're looking for. So why don't you go ahead and like what what are the kinds of players that you would give for one of these two guys? Well, I've already been trying to. So I have Cup, and when it comes to Woods, I well, who am I gonna? Who's comparable? Who is a fair trade one for one? Well, what about Chark? Yeah, I was looking at your team, and I, I totally thought Shark as well. He's coming off the big week, mm-hmm. right? And he'll do that, right? In your case, you're getting rid of the low the low weeks that he's going to have because he's going to have those two, right? And you're getting a stable consistency with having combining both Woods and Cup together. Shark might have a higher ceiling than either one of those players individually, but you're kind of sacrificing in a way that's going to be more beneficial for your team, I think. Yeah. And well, Chark if you is, look at if you look at Woods and Shark, their stat lines kind of match their games, no, yeah, their points for sure. Yeah, and and if I if I'm if I'm if I'm the Woods owner, I kind of want Shark over Woods individually anyway because Shark's one got the higher ceiling. Two, he's the team's clear cut number. One. He's got the volume floor. Yeah. Now he doesn't have the quarterback play or the offensive system, right? Especially with Jake Luton at quarterback, and we don't know really, really know what's going on with Minshew, but. You know, Chark's still got the volume floor, so individually, that might even be a better independent play. I think it benefits both teams. Yeah, well, so yeah, absolutely. You can look at that kind of stuff and try to get rid of an unsure asset for a cup or a woods, and boom, there you go. Yeah. Good for everybody. All right. Well, that'll do it for our Pandora's box. Take that advice as you will. Hopefully, it will blow up as big as we expect it to. Hopefully, not in your face. No. <laughs> no, hopefully hopefully on the scoreboard where we want to see it those big points coming in combined for the two of them we move on now to our news notes and injuries coming off of week nine and leading us off we have kyle allen having an ankle and knee on the ir Head, shoulders knees and toes <laughs> he is uh done for the season that'll leave alex smith as the starter did you guys see his ankle no, I didn't get a look at it. I Does missed it. Make it. you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw Dax. Yeah, not as bad as Dax. Dax, yeah, da- was Dax very broke obviously... his foot off, off, far, far. Yeah, off, far, far. <laughs> but yeah, with Alex Smith not the starter, uh, you know, I kind of prefer that anyway. I hope Alex Smith is ready to go. You know, but uh, I know that the only reason why he really wasn't the starter before Kyle Allen was the fact that him coming back off after two years. So, you know, he looked he looked good. He made some mistakes, he, but overall, he looks fine. He looks fine. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see if he can come back to form. Just yeah. got to dust off the cobwebs. Right. Yeah. Cobwebs. Uh, also in injury news this week, David Montgomery, a concussion. Uh, yeah, so he'll be on the protocol. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, David Johnson seeing a concussion as well this week. That'll leave Duke Johnson to pick up the slack there. So what you're doing is making sure you're benching the injured D Johnson and instead playing the healthy D Johnson. Yeah, look for the little O next right. to the name. <laughs> right. O means bad. <laughs> o means out. Yeah, Duke Johnson I'm definitely looking at for uh, even a play this week if, if David Johnson misses. Uh, Duke Johnson we saw last week. He oh, can yeah. carry the low. Yeah, he's, he's, a great, he's a good handcuff. Yeah. Um, Ryan Nall and Cordero Patterson for David Montgomery. Um, I wasn't overly excited to play David Montgomery 
really at any point this season. And so I'm not looking at Ryan Null and quarter. I mean, you have to be in a really deep league and just trying to throw something up there so you don't take a zero at the position. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not really expecting much from Null and Patterson yeah. in the absence of Montgomery. And so, yeah. Okay, we've also got news that Panthers being ultra conservative with Christian McCaffrey's shoulder, and can you blame him? Yeah, I mean, as their superstar player, I just everybody just wants to see McCaffrey. Man, <laughs> he wants to play. I just know, I know he does. Yeah, jump right back in. Yep, just let him do it. I wish. I hope. Yeah, uh, not gonna happen. Uh, we've yeah. got uh, Preston Williams mild foot sprain placed on short term IR. So here's the thing. So he was looking good with Tua, right? And when he got injured, we have uh, Jakeem Grant comes in and it wasn't looking too good. Right. So honestly, if you're if don't get excited, you know, about trying to pick him up, honestly, the only person you can really trust for them would be Devante Parker. I did it right. <laughs> Parker um, really is your only bet. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, Grant got a few targets, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't I don't expect the volume floor. And no. so it, starting guys who step into a role is risky if you're worried about their volume floor. And so that's what you're really looking at when you look at injuries. We've got some more news that I'm very much looking forward to. Nick Chubb being activated off the IR. Chubb, Chubb, oh, Chubb, Chubb. So happy. <laughs> so happy to see that. Uh, Matt Stafford being cleared of concuss- concussion protocol after the game in no danger of missing week 10. I mean, Washington's still a good defense, <laughs> but the Washington shh. I like to go with the team who shall not be named. Yeah. Harry yeah. Potter team. Harry Potter team. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the Broncos tight end having taken a serious beating this week. Uh, Noah Fant aggravating his high ankle sprain and will miss some time. We've also got Albert O, and I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce that. Somebody try it. Somebody nope, try it. I'm not going to try it. Uh, confirmed ACL tear. Done for the year. Yeah, I don't really have any replacements for these guys. I mean, Albert O was my replacement if... Fant went down because O O has been getting some targets over there. And, you know, they they brought him in because he's got the familiarity with Locke. Um, I'm not looking at really any of the tight ends. Uh, Is Jake Butt even on this team still? I'm not even (laughs) sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not. You know, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, maybe. They're going to need somebody for those those short field targets. KJ Hamler and Deshaun Hamilton. I'd have to look at the splits between those two to see which one I would like more. I know Deshaun Hamilton has been getting more work because Hamler's been hurt. So it's going to be a tough one to call. Uh, we've got uh, Justin Jackson reportedly injured himself in pregame warm-ups. That's unfortunate. Uh, he was on the field for one play and left the game with an apparent knee injury. We are still awaiting news, and we checked that earlier today. Still nothing. We're still waiting for the final update there. And then uh, an update on Big Ben's MCL sprain and COVID status. Uh, Pretty much like- waiting to the weekend, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with the knees, they're not going to make a call, a determination until like right before game time, probably. And uh, with the COVID thing, he could clear by this weekend for sure. Yeah. So we'll, it's, it's, just, it's a wait and see, so keep your eye on it. Yeah, most definitely. Well, that'll do it for this week's news, notes, and injuries for Week 9. We now move along to our studs and duds of Week 9 and starting us off with some quarterbacks. So up first, we've got Kyle Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. I did not. Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, 37.9 points. He 20, <clears throat> 21 for 26, 283 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, he ran 11 times for 106 yards and one touchdown. Which, crazy. wow. Like, yeah, I mean, whoa. when you look at it, I mean, if, if you had a quarterback that had 283 yards passing and three touchdowns, 
you'd be thrilled. That alone is amazing. If you had a running back that had 106 yards and one touchdown, you'd be thrilled. Right. You just got this in one player. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, he had a lost fumble, but if you look at him overall since the beginning, right, of this year, um, his worst game was only 23 points, which is unbelievable for a quarterback. Yeah, he's been on this list a lot this year. Yeah, considering we've seen some quarterbacks, you know, Two points, four <laughs> points, twelve points. <laughs> to have the four of four of twenty three points is incredible. In three games over thirty. So we have discussed and we have decided that dur, 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 dur. Go ahead, you get the honors. Guess who our king of the moment is? Mr. Kyler Murray. I mean, definitely has earned it. A a player that not only just coming off of a big week this past week, but has consistently been a, a great asset for fantasy owners who are lucky enough to have picked him up. Uh, this is this is what the king of the moment's all about. It's a player that's that's doing what you need the, them to do week the, over week. The difference maker for your team. Yeah, you know whether yeah. it be for your the, for the week for your team. I lost because of him. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. Yeah, oh, I lost <laughs> it happens. Well, it wasn't just the Kyler Murray show this week. Who else we got in quarterbacks? So we have Josh Stallion is back. The Stallion returns. <laughs> Uh, 36 points, went 31 for 38 for 415 yards and three touchdowns. <clears throat> um, seven, ran seven times, but only 14 yards, but he did get a touchdown. So, um, and next week, I mean, he's playing the Cardinals. So I'm excited to see quarterback first quarterback. Like our top two quarterbacks this week are about to face each other. So I want to see how that's all going to go. Well, Josh Stallion just played at Russell Wilson last week and, uh, Kyler played Tua. So, I mean, this is two weeks in a row for good, two solid yeah. matchups for these guys. Well, you know, Russell Wilson had an off week. <laughs> yeah, an off week with 24 points. <laughs> it's an off week. Oh, oh, dar- oh darn. Yeah, right. <laughs> negative six. I mean, yeah, we're not going to go there. I don't want to talk about it. No, the four, you're talking about the four turnovers? Oh, uh, how yeah. about the two interceptions and the two lost fumbles, I believe, is what he had? That would be four turnovers. Yeah, like... <laughs> two I, plus two equals four. I'm trying to block it off. It, mm, <laughs> yeah. it was it was rough to watch. All right, who's our final quarterback stud for the week? Go I ahead. To, no, you, you do it. Do do it. Pat Mahomes, because it's not Mahomey. <laughs> Your homie. Not my homie. My homie. Um, thirty point nine points went thirty for forty five for three hundred seventy two yards and four touchdowns. Won't be my homie this week. Nope. No. Well, He's on bye. Coming Yeah, bye. that's the only reason. <laughs> like, it's not like we're expecting a bad matchup next week. There's there's no matchup. So. I, in fact, I'm, I'm tempted to still start him anyway. <laughs> Just in honor? In honor of the season? I mean, he's probably still... They, they give him a baseline of 10 points each week, don't they? Doesn't he automatically get 10 points for the week? <laughs> so Just for being really Mahomes? bad. Was it two, three weeks ago when he got 12? Shut up. <laughs> Russell Wilson's never gotten 12. Can we move on, please? Oh. Yes, we can move on. That'll do it for our quarterbacks. Let's talk some running backs. All right. Yeah, running back. <laughs> Dalvin Cook again. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. We, we almost made him our back-to-back king in the moment oh, just because. He, nope. he was it last week, right? Yeah. Was that when he was like pointing off the cap? Yeah, because he was oh, looking yeah. at cap like, what? what's going on, bro? All right. 38.2 points, man. 22 rushes for 206 Ooh. yards, two, uh, two touchdowns. <laughs> only two receptions this week on yeah, two only, targets. Only. But 46 o- yards. Only. Right. <laughs> uh, next week, it's Chicago. Yeah, what that look, matchup. Look, man, I love my boys' defense. I love my boys. They, they're sick. I don't care. They ain't stopping Dalvin Cook. No. no. Yeah. He's going to be up here again probably. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, welcome back. 
back. Why'd you have Coming to go back in big? Why'd you have to go? We had a perfect sound drop for this oh. moment too. It sucks. <laughs> I'm so upset we couldn't get the soundboard in today. We got it in. We got some sound bites. We're having some technical difficulties, so we're gonna have to forego for this week. But next week, make sure you tune in. We got some surprises for you. Yeah, and don't be surprised if you hear a lot of sound drops because we've been having fun just playing with this thing all day. Oh, my goodness. So when it's working... I'm not going to lie. That's why we're recording so late. Yeah. You may be disappointed. We really wanted to get this thing in tonight. We're going to be happy that we've got it. You guys may get sick (laughs) because we're going to be pushing buttons. Stop hitting the same drop over and over again. It stops being funny after 10 times. (laughs) So going back to Christian McCaffrey real quick, could miss some time with that shoulder injury, could play through it. The team's been conservative with him, so we don't really expect it. This could be a last hurrah for Mike Davis. I'm, I think they have the bye coming up after this game, which is another reason why I think that they might hold out Christian McCaffrey. So, um, as soon as they're back from their bye, I think it'll be wheels up for him. But you might have to just hold on to him just a little bit longer. But as you can see, at least he's worth it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So past that, as further evidence. I'm not even going to give you a third stud. You know why? Was that? Because it's 16 points until the next man up. At the, you know wow. what? I, granted, James Robinson was one of them. Uh, there, there was a couple guys that yeah. were worth mentioning. But you know what? 16 points is my buff. You know what? You're not a stud for the week. It's cool. No. We're just moving on. It was a and low. We'll was, tell you about some of those in in a later segment. Yeah, yeah we're not we're not going to not talk about these guys at all. But it was just we just want to illustrate it was a light week for running backs, man. If you didn't have these two guys, you were pretty happy because your opponents' running backs didn't do much better than yours, right? <laughs> all right. Well, if we don't really have many other running backs to talk about, I guess we'll talk some wide receivers then. So up first, we have Richie James. What? Rick James. <laughs> okay. No, Richie. Little Richie? I don't know. I had to look him up. Little Richie James. I had no idea who he was. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, who? I What? He's actually been with the team for a few years, too. You know, but going to give you some stats, and you'll see why. So he went 28.9 points, right? He uh, nine on 13 targets, 184 yards, and one touchdown. Wait. Wait before you decide to start picking this guy up yeah we took the hold your horses segment out yeah Yeah. so here's the thing so Debo's out right Kittle's out and they have a backup quarterback uh Mullins okay now before you get excited let's hear some stats so 2018 his entire season he had 14 targets 2019 his entire season he had 10 targets those sound low peanut a little bit you know smidge (laughs) so you know could could he blow up? Of course, you know. But right now, I feel like it's just like a flash pan type of thing. Like, oh, he blew up because circumstances are great. Don't don't get excited. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a Travis Fulgham making super hyper athletic plays and just being a monster and just going full ham out there. This is just seems like a this seems like a scenario where it was just, you know, in fantasy football we look for talent, we look for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes talent can win out and just. You know, Alvin Kamara, especially in his rookie season, was a perfect example of that. Very little opportunity, but it didn't matter. He's putting up 30 points every week, right? Sometimes the opportunity wins out. And so this is just one of those cases where I think it was just so much opportunity. And I don't know that we can bank on that same opportunity moving forward, let alone the production that came off of it. It just might have been one of those blippy games. So keep an eye on it, but I'm not expecting much from this moving forward. Next we got, of course, go figure, Tyreek Hill. Um, 28.6 points went nine for 18 targets, 113 yards and two touchdowns. And then 
Go figure. He's the number one receiver right now. You got something against the cheetah? No, but I'd prefer Lockett to be up there. <laughs> Lockett, Lockett, come on. My hot locket. I want my hot locket back. Yeah, he's, he's back to cold locket for a little bit. Yep. You got to get him his toaster again. Um, he misses I'm, his toaster. <laughs> yeah, well, at this point, I'm going to, I don't know, send him to like wherever it's like hot 24-7. Just warm up a little. Stay hot. Send you to the sun. Um, and then have him sit in front of these studio lights for a while. Just reminds me of uh, George Costanza from Seinfeld. I flew too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what you did. And then a name I just love saying all the time. We've got Devontae Adams. Um, 28.3 points, 10 for 12 targets, 173 yards, and a touchdown. If he's healthy, is he ever not on this list? Oh, he's got Jacksonville next week. Yeah. That's going to keep him off this list. <laughs> not. <laughs> See, we don't need the soundboard. I got this. Right, no, no, I got this. Jones. I want Jones to get all the targets. Jones. 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 Well, Jones. he's a running back. I know. I don't care. Still does get some <laughs> targets out of the backfield, right, though. So right. at least there's that. Yeah. More for Jones. More targets for Jones. Let's don't even, don't even throw the ball. Just hand it off every play. I'm okay with it. No, <laughs> no wait. No. No, I'm not. That might actually work. No, no, no. Because I have Rodgers. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. yeah. Well, he can throw the ball to Jones. Yeah, okay. I'll be okay, okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And finally, for the week nine studs, we've got some tight ends and some familiar names. Yeah. As, as usual, Travis Kelsey leading the way 20.9 points, leaps and bounds above everybody else, as it's been all season. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the tight end won three weeks this season. Yeah. The tight I mean, he's been in the studs category. Yeah, we got- I think every week, except for maybe one. Right. Maybe one. But He yeah. didn't even get touchdowns this week. Didn't need them. No. 10 for 12 or 10 <laughs> on 12 for 159 yards. Who needs a touchdown? Right. Yeah, no. You know? If you're in any kind of people, I mean, again, we do everything by half point PPR. Yes. And so that's where you get the, the 20.9 points with the 10 receptions equals 5 points. 159 yards equals 15.9. We can do math. Mm-hmm. Yay. Most of the time. All right, now following him up. I'm not going to lie. You know, another name that's been up here a lot too, though, Jimmy Grandpa coming on with 14.5 points, six on six for 55 and one. Just seems to be consistently sort of getting it done. Yeah, I mean, if he's it's not scary. on the list week, week after week, he's being talked about on this show week after week. Yeah, usually in the duds. <laughs> but it's time for him to pass the torch. Cole Komet. Pass the torch. Looking for Cole Komet. I, I, I would love to. He's got to pass up Demetrius Harris on the freaking uh, depth chart first before he passes up Jimmy Graham. But yeah, I'm waiting for it. Cole, Cole looks good. He does. He had that fumble, but I don't know, man. It, it takes tight ends two or three years to break out typically. It's just, it, it takes a while to learn the offense. It takes a while to get used to the game speed. And then don't forget, they're, they're learning to play two different, completely different positions at the same time. They're learning how to block and they're learning how to do the receiving work too. And so, especially guys like Cole Command. Now, you have your blocking specialist tight ends, you have your receiving specialist tight ends, but for the ones that you want to do both, it takes them some time to mature. They got to ferment a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, ferment faster, ferment faster. <laughs> no, you you can't rush the. Uh, what is what's that song? That song, the country stuff that you like, the Tennessee whiskey, smooth as Tennessee whiskey. It takes some time to get there. You got to simmer. Are we married? <laughs> That's I get it wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't like country, so I'm just oh, I'm, I'm just. About the song. I thought you were talking about that. I like whiskey. I'm like, are we? Are we <laughs> no, married? no, I'm talking about the country song because you like that country wine? crap. Better watch it. <laughs> yeah. Better watch it. Come get some, uh, and then uh, follow, <laughs> finishing up this list here. Irv Smith with 14 points, getting two receptions on four targets for 10 yards. 
Oh, the two well, touchdowns. Yeah, the two the, the two touchdowns. That's right. That's gosh, I knew those were important. And so but Otherwise, see two points. Right? Here's the thing, this is not as blippy as it sounds though, because with Irv Smith, this has actually been kind of in the works for a while, for a few weeks now. People have been telling you keep your eyes on Irv Smith. We haven't because Honestly, Minnesota's kind of a train wreck, and you can't really bank on them week in, week out. I, I don't want to recommend this guy because I don't believe in the offense yet, but the talent is there with this guy. And so if you want to start pick, if you want to pick him up and kind of stash him for now, especially if you're in a kind of deeper league, like I was looking at him in our dynasty league, look, he's a talented guy. They don't really have a third wide receiving option, right? Like that slot receiver that everybody has. They, they have Thielen, they have Jefferson, right? Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, and they've actually been using Irv Smith in the slot for a while now, and that's why people have been saying, hey, keep your eye on this guy. They're actually trying to get this guy involved in the offense. Here's the thing. This offense runs through Dalvin Cook. This, the Tight ends are great on the field if you want to run the ball, right? So you know he's going to be getting on the field. And the play-action pass, there you go. I mean, he's got all the opportunity he's going to need, even though the volume numbers are low. This is kind of one of those where what you see doesn't necessarily match what the numbers say, right? This is one of those scenarios where Dalvin Cook is going to be running a lot. This play-action pass is going to be huge for this offense. This offensive line can't block. The more tight ends they can have in the field, the better. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just kind of like a perfect storm type of thing where he could – it's like Curtis Samuel where he could have that surprise production where the numbers wouldn't necessarily predict it. Fair enough? Fair enough. enough. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for the week nine studs. But the counter to all the studs, we have to have some duds. Just the way this works. You got you got the, the, you got the top of the list. You got the bottom of the list. And I like talking about the poopers. I think this stuff's fun. It is fun, especially you know? <laughs> especially here because this is a fun name to talk about when it's having a down week. In our leading off our quarterback duds, Tom Brady. Five point four. Five point four points over Brady versus New Orleans. Oh, the Saints march over Brady, <laughs> and when they march over Brady, they cause three interceptions. I mean, still had some okay yardage. Uh, uh, twenty-two attempts. Uh, sorry, twenty-two completions on thirty-eight attempts for two hundred nine yards. I mean, it, he's three he's been good for higher. Three but interceptions. The three interceptions were really. You hate Brady so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably the number one. I, I, I nope, never have. I. Just, I'm sorry. So what were you saying yeah, about no, the three interceptions? Yeah, that, well, that's that's the New Orleans defense causing those three interceptions to uh, to Tom Brady, marching all over him, March all over him. All yeah, over him. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah, it was a rough game. You know, I, you know, Carolina. Carolina has been tough on quarterbacks too, but Brady Brady should be fine. Yeah. He he should bounce. He's been looking solid. Count this is just one of those things. It ha- We've seen this over and over and over. It happened to Kelsey. It, ha- it happened. Everybody poops down. Right. Everybody poops. Yep. Saints. I read a Amazing. book about that once. <laughs> oh, we should get that for the baby. <laughs> I don't think we have that one. All right, moving on <laughs> to the second quarterback on our list. We have Phillip Rivers, 8.1 points versus Baltimore, going uh, 25 of 43 for 227 yards and an interception. Going up against Tennessee next week, I uh, could maybe get away with a stream, maybe. But yeah, no, I was looking at that. I was looking at Philip Rivers to stream against Tennessee. Um, I don't think he was on our list because did he make our list? Here, let me tell you. I'm gonna we'll tell you in a minute. No, he is not on our streamer list, so he did not make the cut. Look, Tennessee's got a solid defense. You saw what they did. Foles put up over 20 points, which was another reason why I was really tempted to put Phillip Rivers up here. But 
It's Philip Rivers. Dude, dude, do you really want to trust this guy? Let's no. be serious here. No. no. I don't and, want it, to. And it, it is a pretty good defense. To. I mean, you didn't want to trust Foles either, but at the same – let's just move away from him. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like that's the safe advice to give, and that's what we do. We're giving you advice to help you win your fantasy titles. Mm-hmm. Um, in our number three spot, we don't have a number three spot because this week – crazy with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Pats, we, we, how, how many times have we said, this is a big quarterback week? Well, this is another one because I'm reading this right. 16 quarterbacks over 20 points this week. You're reading it right. I may not have typed it right. (laughs) Well, either way, a good week for quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a bad week for Tom Brady. Ha. Oh, darn. Darn. All right, let's talk some running back duds. Running back duds of week nine. Yeah, Jamichael Hasty pooped on everybody that's been streaming him. You know, 2.3 points. Sorry, babe. Yeah, no, that hurt me yeah. too. Yeah, it hurt me too weak. I mean, I kind of limited my shares of Jamichael Hasty. I had him in a lot of places, but I didn't start him everywhere just in case something like this happens. And, you know, four carries for three yards, two receptions on two targets for 10 yards in a game where Green Bay, I mean, look what Delvin Cook did to them a, a, a couple weeks ago. We were expecting Jamichael Hasty to run all over these guys because. Jarek McKinnon had tired legs, I think. Is that is that what the excuse was? <laughs> and so, yeah, Jam- a lot of people were really high in Jamichael Hasty, And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm overcoming injuries just like everybody else. I'm overcoming bye weeks just like everybody else. So I figured might as well roll with it. It didn't work out. But neither did James Conner, right? And so it, you never know. I mean, you got your streamers. You got your mainstays. Everybody poops. And so James Conner against Dallas, man, it, has anybody seen, you know, you guys remember this movie, Varsity Blues? Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan. A Dan. A Dan. And so with <laughs> with with this game, it just kind of looked like that scene from Varsity Blues where they went out partying all night long and they they went into the game <laughs> the next night just completely hung over yeah. and still trashed and everybody's just getting banged up the entire, like nobody knows what to do. They couldn't perform. That was the Steelers <laughs> in this game against Dallas. I mean, yeah, it was a rough one. We were expecting major, major things all over that. The Steelers are so hyper-talented, so hyper-talented, so many skill position players that are just otherworldly good a defense that's been lights out all season long i mean what was it 26 points against baltimore they put up now you're going against dallas with a practice squad seventh round i think gilbert was a seventh round right i think i might be no i'm thinking sixth round in luton that's what i'm thinking but gilbert i think was from the the uh american alliance of american football league that's where he came from and so you know, I, but you figure this is a guy with very little NFL experience. You got a team that's got no offensive line. You got the, they they can't run the ball. You got a defense that's giving up everything. This is just going to be a nightmare for them. No, they they darn near won this game. Yeah. Da- I'm talking about Dallas. Yeah, this, Pittsburgh had to come back in this one, and so they they look like they were unprepared. They look like they had just been up. You know what? As Dallas, we don't need to prepare tomorrow. <laughs> we're just going to spend the night in Dallas partying. Screw COVID. It's Texas, right? I'm right. sure everything's open. At least some barbecue joints, of course. Yeah, at least some barbecue, for sure. I mean, maybe that's maybe they were just food coming, man. Yeah, and maybe they had some good food down in Texas, man. I'm telling you. So, you know, James Conner, not a good game. Rojo and David Montgomery, three point seven points. Shame on you guys for not being the solid RB twos you were promised to be. I know I transitioned into that kind of fast. Y'all keep up with that. Rojo, David (laughs) Montgomery, disappointing people all over the place. Start getting away from them. Yep. Well, there's our running back duds for the week. We move on to our wide receiver duds of the week. And who do we have? So first up, we got DJ No More. 
2.8. That that fits together so nicely. I know it does. Um, went two for three targets for 18 yards. You're welcome, by the way. Here's the best part. 95% of the snaps is what he was a part of. Yeah. It's not like he wasn't even on the field. Every opportunity. Yeah, no, just wasn't getting it. So, yeah, so we have several points in this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and jump in now with this. So, there's... Curtis Samuel is a guy we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. I'm going to bring him up now while we're while we're talking about DJ No More because <laughs> it's it's obviously it's not going to be No More, right? He's not going away. Curtis Samuel's not replacing him or any goofy thing like that. Expect DJ Moore to bounce back occasionally. So yeah. based on what we've been seeing here, it looks like Robbie Anderson's pretty much the mainstay, right? He's the guy that's going to give you the consistent production. Now he's not blowing the roof off the place. He I don't think he's had a week over like 15, 16 points. No. I'm, I'm 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 making that up. Pretty right? Sure it's has. an arbitrary. But yeah, it's, Which, it's so, not terrible. That's the ballpark no, yeah. that he's in. He's he's in that like ten to fifteen range yeah. ballpark, and but he's been there every week, which is nice. I think he's had a couple blip weeks, just a couple a shade under yeah. that. Um, DJ Moore has been either he's he's that nos button this season. I kind of had that flipped on those two going into the season. I mean, I know that uh, Robbie Anderson had his history at Temple with the, the with Coach. Um, for the Carolina Panthers, is it Joe Judge? No, it's a uh, Rule Matt Rule. Yes, Matt Rule. And uh, Joe Judge is for the Giants. I'm still trying to learn these first-year coaches, guys. And, you know, uh, Rule over at uh, Temple with Robbie Anderson. So you knew they had the connection. But even still, I, I kind of envisioned him doing similar things that he did in New York, right? He was pretty much just a solely over-the-top receiver. Now, I figured they'd give him a little bit more intermediate routes, but keep him necessarily over the top, give DJ Moore the high-volume percentage. It kind of got flipped that way. And so what you're seeing is DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I think they're going to kind of teeter-totter. I think when you have big Curtis Samuel weeks, you're going to have lower DJ Moore weeks, and I think when you have big DJ Moore weeks, you're going to have lower Curtis Samuel weeks. Last week I was talking about how uh, CMC coming back was going to limit uh, Curtis Samuel's touch total. Right, mm-hmm. and it kind of, kind of did. It limited him from the the carry perspective. He only got the three carries, which is on the lower end of the spectrum of what he's been getting in the past few weeks since they've been trying to get him more involved. However, with Curtis Samuel, he also got nine targets last week. Yeah. DJ Moore got what did you say it was? Uh, I got to look at three. Yep. Yeah, and 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 so that's what I think we're gonna see when DJ Moore when DJ Moore gets more. I think you can see less from Curtis Samuel and just vice versa. And so. It's not that you can't play either of these guys. It's it's just going to be a little bit hard to predict. And so both of them are kind of like the big play guy for this team, whereas Robbie Anderson is kind of the possession guy. Mm-hmm. And so treat them as such. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Nope. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Who else we got in the wide receivers this week? DeAndre Flopkins. <laughs> Four point we got five. some good nicknames for these guys this I week. Know, this is awesome. I know. I had some fun. Um, Taking all the credit. It's mine. It's my credit. <laughs> Um, 4.5 versus the Dolphins, but you know, three for three targets for 30 yards. Um, the Dolphins have actually have a pretty sick defense this I, year. No, they've been, they've been incredible, especially over the last few weeks. It's the it, Dolphins. Yeah, no, but you know, we talked about this sort of during the off season. They yeah. did make a lot of additions. In fact, we were a little bit confused by it because it almost looked like the way that they put their defense together, they were trying to make a run at... A playoff push yeah. you know what i'm saying and we we were like do they even think they're that good <laughs> so we were a little confused have? about it but hey they're looking really good yeah, yeah. how many picks did they have 12? Pick in the draft yeah like 15 was it 15 i knew it was something like that like, yeah well, no it was 15? crazy yeah they they left and, then, and that's why we we're saying like they're obviously they building for the new team yeah no they're building for the future they have a they, their future is Tua, who's a rookie quarterback so you're not supposed to expect too much from them this season right and right. so it's like 
the guys that they put on that defense were more veteran players, and it, it, which is more of a win now mentality. Yeah. And then stocking up in the draft, you have to you have to let these guys you know cure a little bit and you know get get their bearings. And so, but hey, they're looking great this season. Kudos to them. I think yeah. that speaks really good mm-hmm. for next season. But I, I I just don't see them beating out the Bills for this division, you know for sure. So he's been back and forth, up down, up down since week three. Going you know, back like, to Hopkins. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, and now you're looking at it like. Well, he had a down week, so if we're going to play the streak, he should have an up week. Hey, man, my grandpa's favorite saying, trends follow. You know, hey, maybe. So big week from DeAndre Hopkins next week. You hear to hear first. <laughs> yep. And if that doesn't turn out to be the case, this is the one that called it. Uh, I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Let's face it. He's probably <laughs> yeah, going to have I mean, a big it's, week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not exactly the scary pick. Yeah, still. Yeah. I, lastly, hurts for me to say this, but Adam Thielen. <laughs> 4.8 versus Detroit, two for five targets for 38. But, hmm, do you need anybody else on the team when you have Delvin Cook? Yeah, I mean, do you even need receivers? No, you don't need anything. You just need the quarterback <laughs> and Delvin Cook. That's it. Might as well just win. Just I concur. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and round, rounding out our duds of week nine, we have our tight ends. And leading off that list, we have Hunter Henry, 5.3 points. One TD on the season. Yeah. Uh, he's been here more often than we would like. And at, yeah. the, at this point, it's like, it, can you even really trust Derek? Or Hen, I'm sorry, Hunter Henry as a streamer with the one, only with the but one I TD. I mean, big. yeah, t- tight ends. It's, it, you know, either they get the t- a touchdown or they're virtually useless. Yeah. Unless your name is Travis Kelsey. Right. Right. Mark Andrews, speaking of which, has been the Kelsey inverse for the entirety of the freaking <laughs> season, man. He's been in this segment almost every week 3.7 points this week the gronk 0.7 hey when brady when brady suffers in. gronk suffers listen folks it's late <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well that'll do it for our week nine studs and duds but we look forward to week 10 with our trust or bust these are some players we're going to look at that had very good performances this past week and we're going to analyze, well, rather, they're going to analyze whether or not these are performances that we can trust moving forward in the next week, or is it just going to bust out for you? And we begin with Teddy B, who's coming off of a 28.3 points against Kansas City, going up against Tampa Bay next week. I got to ask, is that a trust or a bust? Well, I have him as a trust. I realized that he only had 10.7 points against Tampa Bay in week two, but with 42 attempts, 367 yards, look, he threw two interceptions in that game, and he also lost a fumble. That's minus six points right there, yeah. right? So realistically, we're looking more like, like 16.7, right? And that's with no touchdowns. And so it, it, it's really just a small swing to the other side of the spectrum, even just from that game. He's been playing pretty Darn good football all season long. He's coming off 28.3 points against Kansas City, who also has a tough defense. You know, that Tampa game when they played him the first time, it was early in the season following a short, yeah. you know, the COVID offseason, first-year head coach. He had all those factors. I'm not willing to say that that's what we should expect. I think the truth is somewhere in between what he did last week in Kansas City and what he did in week two. And and so, yeah, I put him in that kind of like 16 to 24 Anywhere in that range, and that's streamable. Yeah, that's very streamable. I really hope he does good against. Never mind, I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Tampa Bay. I really hope he just slaughters them. <laughs> yeah, you, you like the Panthers this week, huh? 
I like anybody that's not Tampa Bay. That's fair. <laughs> All right, next up on our list. So does Tampa have, Bay. Uh, some coming off of a, let's call it a pretty decent matchup for for some points. We have Cam Newton putting up twenty four point six points Broke against my soul last week against the Jets. Going up against Baltimore next week. What do we think? Trust or bust? No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't mm -mm. bust, 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 bust. I keep hearing people say, oh, he had such a good game. Oh, he did really well. Like, no, let's break this down. Okay. Yeah. 24.6 sounds really good, right? Okay. Two of those were rushing touchdowns. He's not going to do that every game. Okay. So that was 12 points right there. He's going to try. Oh, he's going to try. He ain't going to do it. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, it was the Jets. He almost lost to the Jets, the 0-8 Jets when they were playing him. <laughs> really? You sure that it was a really good game? Mm -mm. No, no, not go. Not, mm -mm. I don't think he's going to do well. Mm -mm. I go bust. Yeah, I mean, the zero uh, passing TDs didn't help his case, but the zero turnovers did. And so with Cam Newton, I think all you're going to see all three of those lines, the, the passing TDs, rushing TDs, and turnovers, you're going to see those fluctuate from game to game. And... This was barely a, a, a good performance. I wouldn't even say top tier. Like, that's mm -mm. barely a good performance against the worst team in the league. He only won because, you know, Flacco kind of went. Fla no, yeah, the, the the Patriots didn't win that game. Flacco lost that game. Yes, yeah. I agree. With as much as everyone was happy about that performance from him because he was actually letting the ball go deep a little bit and all that, it was still Flacco, the last two possessions, mm -hmm. inexcusable. I can't believe that. I'm so angry. Yep. I'm not, yeah. All right, moving along, we have one of one of my guys. We have Drew Brees coming off of a 22.7 point week at Tampa Bay. Trust, 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 trust. Mm, 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 mm. It's, it's the Saints. Come on. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's it's Drew Second Brees. Favorite team. Yeah, it's Drew Brees. I mean, if if you break it down, okay, he's got Camara to pass to, right? So that automatically keeps his floor, you know, pretty excellent. And now he's getting Thomas back. I mean, you've got two amazing people that he's boom, just going to be boom. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Plus the schedule coming up. The schedule coming up is really where he's going to make his money. He's It's, it's a very favorable schedule for him, and he now, now he's got both weapons to do it with. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. excited about Drew Brees' rest I'm of the season. So happy for yeah, him. a schedule that includes San Francisco, then Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I hope Brees I don't play orders. against Brees over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, well, I think we'll be happy. <laughs> Do we play each other coming up? I hope not. Oh, I got to check. Uh, I got to check wanna, now. I don't want to. Now I got to oh, check. Oh, man. All right, moving right along, we have uh, Kalen. I, I can, this is a name I never pronounced. Balage? Balage. Balage, yeah. yeah. It's I, like the Balagio. Yeah. See, I, 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 that's what's stuck in my head. Balagio. Hmm. Well, we're talking about Vegas. a 15.4 point game against uh, Vegas and a game against Miami next week. What are we thinking? Is this a trust or bust? Yeah, usually with 15.4 points by from the running back position and somebody that's absolutely on the waiver wire, that's everyone scrambling. High maximum bids, get this guy, right? Because running backs are such a premium. He's already back in the practice squad. Whoops. <laughs> okay, so the way that this is working with the practice squad rules and all that, they can bring these guys up and down a couple of times throughout the week, really. And it's really just a roster move. It's a move that allows them to carry extra personnel. Right. And so theoretically, this could be good symbolically for Justin Jackson and uh, Tremaine Pope's uh, potential to get back onto the field, but not necessarily because they could reactivate Kalen Balaj 
right at the end of the week. It doesn't really matter. And so keep basically you're going to want to keep an eye on this stuff. So what I'm going to be recommending here is that um, keep an eye on Justin. If Justin Jackson plays, he's the one I'm playing. Okay. If Justin Jackson doesn't play, but Tremaine Pope plays, Pope's probably the one I'm playing. If Jackson and Pope both don't play, then I'm probably just going to grab Belage and play him because I, I'll tell you what, this team is not trusting Joshua Kelly with any sort of significant workload right now. They're just, he looks like kind of just a guy out there. He's clearly not ready. I don't know if it's a talent or not ready thing. You know, that remains to be seen. That's kind of a proven over time type of thing, but um, that's basically the order is going to work. It's going to be uh, Justin Jackson, Tremaine Pope, Kalen Belage. Okay, so based on who's healthy, that's what you're going to be looking for. Well, the last look that I had, because I have Justin Jackson on my team. That was a nice big old goose egg last week. As of right now, they're resting him. He's not practicing, and they're saying it doesn't look good yeah, for I, him to I, play Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. And so uh, it's leaning Pope right now, mm-hmm. but... But he's injured too. He's questionable right now. Yeah, no, I mean, It's gosh. so up in the air, yeah. And even if it is Pope, I mean, I don't know that I don't trust it to... Pope get limited carries, Kelly get limited carries, and they just go back to Bellage again. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye. Yeah, if, if this is it, something, yeah, you just. Have to I, keep I think an eye the on. answer is going to lie, and uh, you know, if they promote him again, go grab him. You know, hopefully, if your league, uh, if you have a fab system, what we set up our league for is open waivers on uh, game days, mm-hmm. and so uh, that would be perfect. You could just go ahead and scoop him up for free. Hopefully, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, if, if, if you might want to get him early too. If your team's hurting and you really uh, you need that fallback spot, get him early, for sure. All right. Next up, coming off of a fourteen point two, <coughs> excuse me, fourteen point two point week against Washington, <laughs> we have Wayne Gallman. What do we think? Trust or bust? Ooh. So, when it comes to Gallman, you, the first thing you got to look at is is Freeman, right? So. Is Freeman playing? Is Freeman not playing? Right now, he's questionable. I'm in the debate myself. I I have Freeman, right? So I'm keeping an eye on it. Um, if Freeman is out, I would say ride the streak. Gallman's been doing really well, okay? Um, if Freeman is playing, I would say he, if you have Gallman, pick better option. <laughs> Just saying. Um because when the two of them are playing, it, it it really is a toss-up from what I've been seeing. Freeman usually has been seeing more action than Gallman when they're both healthy. Keep an eye on Freeman. Yeah, I but it's a I small sample size. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, we, we, need more, we need more data. And it's, it's just scary if Freeman comes back. And I don't want to trust either one of them, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have to. If, if you, you know, have to, you do what you got to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't just lock Gallman in and say, oh, I'm good. It, yeah, no. You got to keep an eye on it. Good call. Good okay. call. All right. Well, how about Curtis Samuel coming off a 22.3 point week at Kansas City? Yeah. So I was wrong last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everybody poops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do actually feel better about myself now, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, 14.3 points in Week 7 against New Orleans, 19.4 in Week 8 against Atlanta, and then 22.3 points this last week against KC. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, you got to ride the streak. Now, it's scary, right? Because the volume, is, it's not massive. The volume's not guaranteed. But he's he's getting it done. And so with three in a row now, and the team just very clearly, like, 
they're coming up with different ways to get him involved and they're making sure that he's at a baseline. And so the theory is at least you won't get goosed and you have a shot at an upside. So this is more like a, a low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four type of NOS play type of thing. And that, you know, it, it's a bye week filler. It's an injury filler. This is hopefully not someone I'm looking to start rest of season. But if if I have, you know, two solid wide receivers that I'm really happy with and I'm really, really happy about their consistency, then maybe I do want a NOS player and Curtis Samuel's definitely one of them. Right. And right now, I mean, Mike Evans isn't really producing Marquise Hollywood Brown isn't really producing. So of the NOS players, you know, Curtis Samuel's not a bad one to take a look at. Okay. Well, putting up 21 points against Atlanta last week, we have Jerry Judy. Yeah, it's my boy. I say trust. Um, I have yet to take him out of my lineup for weeks now. Um, I I mean, week eight, he had 10 targets. Um, This week, he had 14 targets. So we're seeing improvement, and he's doing awesome, and he looks good on the field. And he's playing the Raiders. So I just really hope he just, you know, dominates all over Poopy Gruden. (laughs) Yeah, it was really hilarious listening to this week. (laughs) You're, you're sitting there, Judy's got all these points. You're like, oh, I see you, Judy. I see you, Judy. I was like, damn, what the hell? <laughs> I was excited. I was like, oh. That's fair. It's fun to get excited. That's you what fantasy football is all mean, about. And disappointment. Excitement and disappointment. Yes. That's, hey, yeah. man, you can't appreciate the highs without the lows. Exactly. i never no, seen no, a roller coaster I'll, that was just all up the entire time. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, I like riding You need my to highs. experience the, ri- the ride. Well, we may have a player like that. With our next name on this list, coming off of five solid performances in a row now, the last three being over 18 points, putting up 20.8 points last week versus Miami, we have Christian Kirk. Is this a trust or a bust? Yeah, you might be right. Maybe that is the best kind of roller coaster, because if I'm thinking about it compared to fantasy football, yeah, I yeah. want my guys all the way at the top every week, and yeah, he's been doing it. By NBA Jam rules, he's on fire. Yeah. I mean... The last three being over 18 points. Yeah, he's on fire, man. And this team obviously feels like they can depend on him. And at this point, I think it's clear he surpassed Larry as the number two next to Hopkins, right? Hopkins is always going to draw the number one coverage. So we're willing to trust two wide receiving options as high-end fantasy options Mm -hmm. on on a few teams. Now, it's, it's typically team dependent, scheming and all that stuff. But hey, look, we're looking at the Arizona Falcons here, which run a four. The reason why we don't really want to trust receivers from the, uh, from the Cardinals is because they run a four wide. And so it's kind of hard to tell who's going to get the production on any given time uh, other than DeAndre Hopkins. And, but they run a high play count. They, they like to, they're ideally, they like to run 70 to 80 plays a game. Right under this Cliff Kingsbury offensive scheme that he's bringing in with the Kyler Murray and all that. And so, you know, hey, maybe you can trust this guy. I, he's going to do it on you. Okay, that's that's the thing. But you have to be willing to take the lows with what you expect the highs to be. And so if he's going to be delivering on these high-end performances, then you have to be okay with taking the lows too. And so, that, yeah, I, I think that this is a guy that we can start to trust now. I think that he's at this point proving it. This is what we want to see for someone to prove it. Okay. Well, in rounding out our names on the trust or bust this week, and this one I had to go, of course. I'm waiting. We, we end with a fun name to pronounce, I'm and I went for, for a yeah. pronunciation guide. Olamide Zacchaeus. <laughs> I'll go with it. I'll, right, I, sure. I'm good with it. I looked yeah, it up. Right. I listened to it a couple of times. <laughs> Olamide Zacchaeus. You'll say that, but you won't say Albert. Okwebunum? <laughs> 
You're right. I, it, I will. It, yeah, it, nope, this is I, why I won't say these ones. I'm guessing on that one. I don't know. <laughs> well, not to get too off track, but with 18.3 points versus Denver in the previous week, is this a trust or a bust? Uh, so with Zacchaeus, I'm going to say that's going to depend on the health of the these the, the other two guys, Julio and Calvin. If either one of them is out, I think you can trust Zacchaeus. I was looking at him earlier in the season for just such a thing while Julio was out. Now that Calvin's banged up, look who pops back up on the radar. Kind of, kind of weird how that works, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I, I, what I'd really like to see is for this team to let Zacchaeus supplant completely Russell Gage as the team's number three. Gage has just not been looking great. He looked good last season. You know, it, it's just drops, bad route running. He's just... He's not looking crisp. He's not looking sharp. He's not look. He's not taking advantage of his opportunities, right? Zacchaeus is, and the guy is hungry. You can see it, and he's talented, and he's getting it done. Yeah, it, 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 if they let him supplant Russell Gage, so keep an eye on those snap percentages versus Russell Gage's. Keep a, keep an eye on those routes run. They're pretty easy stats to find, and then keep an eye on the health of Julio Ridley. So, if you want to trust Zacchaeus, you absolutely can under those circumstances. That's what you're looking for. Okay, well, that'll do it for our look ahead to Week 10 in our Trust or Bust category of players. We continue our look ahead into Week 10 with some start, stash, or trash. A bit of a lightning round style where we are going to give some... I'm going to post some players and some matchups for the coming week to these two, and we are going to find out real quick if they should be a start, stash, or trash. We start up at the top with Drew Locke at Las Vegas. Start, lock him in. Last two weeks, he's done really good, and he's going against um, the Raiders. We are twenty seven weeks. Against. He done good. Yeah. He played ball good. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I threw everybody off. Everybody. <laughs> next. Let's just keep next. Next up we've got Tua. Start LA. Tua. Start start Tua. start start. I mean twenty one point four last week and again, the Chargers are giving up a ton of points to QBs. Okay. What about Rojo at Carolina? I have him as a stash. Uh, (laughs) With Carolina 20th against the running backs, it looks like a juicy matchup. But look, man, I don't know that you can trust either Rojo or Fournette right now with with both of them active and playing. Fournette only won carry last week, but Rojo only with three. I'm not convinced Rojo is still the team's number one running back. He's getting the start. He's getting the early carries in the game. But it shifts pretty heavily pretty quickly into Fournette's direction as you watch throughout the course of the game for the last two weeks. And so I'm kind of looking for that to continue. It, it, Fournette has looked a little bit better out there than Rojo. Not by a lot. Yeah. And not by a convincing margin at all. But uh, Rojo just hasn't looked good, man. Yeah. All right. Well, how about the Gordon Lindsay combo at Las Vegas? I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to stash these guys. They coming off of a, a down week. It's almost like you can only really start one of these guys when the other one's not, not active. Mm-hmm. And so with them together, what we saw last week, I'd like to see, uh, one or the other or both consistently produce, um, at least something that we can trust before we trust them in our lineup, because I think that they have such a low floor, and it's a it, it is a higher probability to hit that one. lower floor. Asking for a friend, pick <laughs> one. If you happen to have both on your roster, <clears throat> who'd you play? And you had to pick. You had to play yep. one of the two. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to own two running backs know, and not play either one of them. Running backs are. <clears throat> Hot commodity and they're constantly yeah, injured. No, so you're right. Asking for a friend, who would you play? Um, I'm not happy about either one of them. I think you have to go with Gordon because I think technically he's the number one on the team, and 
at the end of the day, it, it's it's the goal line work that I expect Gordon to get. You know, Lindsey can score too, but he's going to have to break his away, which he does. So it's it's like, what do you trust more? Do you trust Lindsey to break one, or do you trust the team to get somewhere near the red zone and put McCaffrey? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Melvin Gordon onto the field and let him figure out how to get into the end zone because traditionally he's been good at it. You know, so I would if push comes to shove, I would I would say Gordon if they're both healthy, just because I I think that the red zone the, the yeah. red zone work so is just let your too friend know. Important. Yeah, I'll let my friend know. Yeah, right right after the show. yeah. All okay. right, move, moving on. Jonathan Taylor at Tennessee. I'm gonna stash him again too. Uh, I stashed him coming into Baltimore, and I was hoping. Uh, a fool's Aaron kind of hope, but I was hoping that we would get some kind of clarity from that Baltimore game. Either see no real product. I didn't, wasn't really expecting any production out of the backfield, but I figured you'd at least see the splits even out and get more of a gauge on what you can trust. Here's the problem. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got the start. Jonathan Taylor got the early touchdown. Jonathan Taylor looked like he was going to be the one to start again, moving forward. And then Jonathan Taylor fumbled. And then really didn't see the see a field again after that. Right. And so here we are again, two weeks in a row of Jonathan Taylor kind of getting the opportunity, but pissing it away. And so, look, I don't think that Jordan Wilkins is, this is the real question. Uh, and analysts are split almost on it. Is Jordan Wilkins the guy that we need to be looking at? Or is Jonathan Taylor going to continue to get chances? And how many more chances is he going to get? When is he going to run out? And who's going to be the fool holding the bag? Right? And so, based on what I see, look, they've had Jordan Wilkins. The Indianapolis has had Jordan Wilkins for several years now. Right? Uh, they know who this guy is. They still went out and picked up Jonathan Taylor with a second-round pick in this draft. With Mark, Mac, Hines, and Wilkins all on this team. I think that they do believe that Jonathan Taylor is the future. I, I think that we are seeing the results of a COVID offseason impact these players. I was hoping to see them start to hit by now, talking about uh, Fresh Prince of Alaire and uh, J.K. Dobbins as well. Um, it's not really happening for, every, for any of these guys, but I still believe in the talent. Okay, I mean, look at the running backs, what they usually do in the rookie seasons coming in, Kamara, Barkley, uh, one after another, after another, after another. I'm not buying that the three big running sure. backs from this class are just b- all busts. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so um, I'm preaching patience with Jonathan Taylor. Let him stabilize out. And then once he does, then you can I, – I, they have a great schedule coming up. And so if he does get rolling at any time during that, have at it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of the season. Once it hits, you'll breathe a sigh of relief. Okay. Next up, traveling to New Orleans this week, Jamichael Hasty. No, trash him. Mm-mm. 2.3 last week, 8.6 the week before, and he's coming up on a bye. Uh-uh. Get rid of him. Tevin Coleman's coming back. Raheem Mostert's coming back. Yeah, Coleman. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, uh-huh. Coleman, he does right. so well. All right. Uh, how about uh, DeAndre Swift going up against Washington? Harry Potter team. Uh, stash him. Um, 10.2 last week at Minnesota, and he's got Carolina and Houston coming up next. Hold on to him. Just don't play him yet. Okay. How about Jarvis Landry versus Houston? Yeah, look, I realize that he has had single-digit weeks uh, the last three weeks prior to the bye. However, uh, OBJ is out. He's the team's number one. Uh, Start. Okay. Next up, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown at New England. Uh, again, another guy. Single-digit points last three outings. 
I'm going to go the completely opposite direction here. Go trash. I think this guy's going to be a roster bomb for somebody else's lineup, like he's been for your lineup yeah. all season long. Let somebody else deal with that. Yeah, man. you've given him opportunities at this point. You're, you've taken the losses, cut your losses, move on, get somebody else in there. Okay. Try to trade him for like a Travis Fulgham or something. Yeah. You might be able to pull something like that out. Okay. What do we think about uh, Keelan Cole at Green Bay? Less than two points, less two outings. I'm going to go trash. Okay. Hunter Henry coming up against Miami. Trash. One touchdown this season? Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's disappointing to see that. Had there. enough chances. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this one then? Trey Burton at Tennessee. Trey Boo Boo. I say start. Trey Boo Boo. Yeah, Trey Boo Boo. Um, Jack Doyle is expected to miss. You know, so I mean, hey, go Trey Boo. Go Trey Boo Boo. Go Trey Boo. I don't think we're allowed to root for him. <laughs> I just love the name. After I like the disappointing it. time in Chicago, I don't think we're allowed to root but for it's him. It's so to... fun to say Trey Boo Boo. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for our start, stash, or trash. Hopefully a name you wanted to hear on that list was spoken of. If you have any questions about players coming into the weeks ahead and you want to know if you should start them, stash them, or trash them, please make sure to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Gmail, and we will add it to the show and answer your questions. Now we have to move on to our deep diver waiver wire targets. We get late in the week. Man, we had a good job for this one, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week. Next week, we'll get Hopefully. it. Hopefully. We'll start us off with some quarterback streaming options. There's a few matchups here that may work out for you if you are streaming some quarterbacks this week or if you're in a 2QB league and you're trying to fill some buys or your second quarterback just isn't that great. Uh, we've got uh, Jared Goff at uh, versus Seattle this week. King Goffrey. Yep. Um, we also have Nick Foles versus uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, but... Hey, man, if you're in a pinch, you're in a pinch. Right. Yeah, we're not <laughs> They don't call them you... streamers for nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're streaming the quarterback, you, you're taking... Bottom of the barrel. ...what is hopefully going to be a good matchup. Uh, With David Montgomery out, too, I think that they're going to have to lean on the passing game, man. I don't, I'm not counting on Ryan Nall and Cordell Patterson to get the groundwork done. It, it's naggy. You trusting anything? I'm trusting the ball to be in the air. Yeah. What happens after that is... Anybody's guess. Well, you'll find out soon in Hometown Corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last name we have for you, we have Alex Smith uh, at Detroit because Detroit. Yeah. And, you know, with him getting the start, he's obviously probably going to be on the waiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waiver wire. So you need to pick someone up. <laughs> waiver waiver? Waiver wire? Wait, what did I say? <laughs> I'm so. What time is it? The wirever. Let's just move on, yeah, please. It's on the wirever. Running back. Waiver wire. Let's talk some running backs and. I mean, not a lot of options this this point in the season, as we alluded to earlier. Injuries. Yeah, you got some running backs for us, Peanut? I do, I do. Okay, so I've actually used him. So, J.D. McKissick, okay, from Washington. Um, with Keenan Allen being hurt, and Alex Smith, like we were just talking about, getting his start. I mean, he had 14 targets, which is awesome, 12.7 points. I mean, again, if you're in a pinch, he is a running back, but at the same time, he's almost treated like a receiver. So those targets for us, again, we have a PPR, um, those half targets, point. half point PPR, sorry. Um, those targets really start to add up. So I would definitely go with him. Um, also, if I could just add one thing into that, sure. um, with JD McKissick, the, 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 the thing about it is, is, uh, Keep in mind. Keep in mind for your format. Now, the advice that we give you is is, is always league dependent. It's team dependent. It's mm-hmm. it's situation dependent. Okay, not all of the advice we give is going to be universal. Most of it's not right. And so, 
JD McKissick is a good player to point out because in some some league formats, like uh, we play on the sleeper app, mm-hmm. right? NFL.com, Yahoo leagues, ESPN leagues, whatever your platform is. A lot of times, J.D. McKissick is listed as either a running back and a receiver. So you can actually play him in either Either position. Exactly. So if you're a team that's short on running backs or a team that's short on receivers, you know, playing a running back in a receiver spot. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. And so th- keep keep an eye out for things like that. Take advantage where you can. And hey, it's not cheating. It it's the same rules for everybody. There you go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> Please continue. Right. And then next we've got Duke Johnson, but only if David Johnson is out. So right, DJ for DJ. <laughs> Or D. Johnson for D. Johnson. You know it. Good luck getting that right. Yeah. Just look for the O. O means ouchie. Ouchie out. Ouch. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> that means. Ouchie. Yeah, ouchie. By the way, same uh, with uh, David Montgomery. I'm not interested in Ryan Nell. Yeah, I, I think we've already mm-hmm. probably already said that five yeah. times by now. All right, Really let's not interested in Ryan Nell. <laughs> Who's that now? You Ryan? Sure? No. Ryan, no. <laughs> okay. Ryan, no. Not all the way? You sure? Okay. Nah. All right, moving on, moving on. Before the show runs for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> Let's talk some uh, wide receiver, deep diver, waiver wire targets. This one's me, right? Is yeah, this me? Ahead. Okay, this one's me. Uh, John Brown uh, against Arizona, finally looking healthy, 11 targets last week. Hey, man. Josh Allen wasn't doing well when John Brown wasn't doing well. John Brown does well. Josh Allen does well. I'm just going to ride that. Why not? Let's go with it. Just keep going with John Brown because I want Josh Allen to keep doing well. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar bounced back with 12.5 on his whole two catches. But, hey, you know what? He's got Denver, Casey, Atlanta, and the Jets all coming up. Roll with Nelson Aguilar. Why not? He was pretty much a, stream, a streamer, uh, uh, you know, one of those ads a couple weeks ago, and we told you to hold off on him for that Cleveland game. Yeah, he's back, man. He's, he's, he's getting the points. So he's the deep threat, and they're very clearly – bent on going yeah. deep uh alan Lazard coming back from ir take an eye out for take an eye out keep an eye out for him uh this was a guy that i was really huge on at the beginning of the season so high in fact that mofos from our league started <laughs> adding this dude two weeks ago so i wouldn't get him back thanks guys appreciate you can I flick him off? No, again, is that not? All right, I fine, not fine, 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 fine. And mean? then lastly, to take a look for Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman is starting to become the uh, target leader over in Indianapolis. They need somebody to step up in the receiving game. Uh, look, Zach Pascal, not exactly exciting. T.Y. Hilton, I've, I've trashed for years. They need somebody to step up. They drafted Pittman to do it. We've been talking about Pittman since before he got hurt. Before the season started, he got hurt. Hey. He's stepping up, and even as a rookie, he's starting to get involved. So, yeah, I'm, keep an eye out for Pittman. You don't have to add him right now, but he should be on your radar. Okay. Well, rounding out our deep diver waiver wire targets, we have some tight end streamers for you. And Give us some streamers, Donnie. This week you want to be on the lookout because maybe after coming off of that uh, appendix surgery and coming off of a bye week, someone may have dropped him. Austin Hooper will be back this coming week. So keep an eye out. Check those check those wires. See if someone got rid of him. Again, the OBJ injury. He's going to be huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Jordan Reed. He's going up against New Orleans. So, again, available pick him up. Uh, we also talked to you earlier about Irv Smith going up against Chicago this week. Just bear in mind, if you do go for the pickup, only two catches for 10 yards, but two touchdowns. That's what you're going to expect. You're going to expect 
you're going to hope for more of that that goal line production. If, you, if you're streaming downs. a tight end, you're looking for the touchdown anyway. Yeah, why right. not for the why not go for the guy who obviously can have to? Yep. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check your waiver wires. You check some of those player availabilities before we go into week 10. Try and get some of these names on your roster before the weekend starts and fill out some of those holes you may have from bye weeks and injuries going into this weekend. Next up, we want to bring to you our weekly DFS smash plays for those of you daily fantasy players out there trying to win some money or hopefully not lose too much. We've got some plays for you. You don't lose if you listen to me. Yeah. No, hope, well, hopefully not. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so far it's been pretty good. No, we've been pretty – I mean, what, what's our accuracy rating in the, on the season? Like over 80%, isn't it? It's up there. Yeah. No, we've been doing pretty good. Um, yeah, DFS Smash plays. So since we don't have a sound drop for you, money, 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 <laughs> money. It's like- Aaron Rodgers versus Jacksonville. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jared Goff versus Seattle. Those are the two quarterbacks that I, I want you to take a look at this week. James Robinson against Green Bay. James Conner against Cincy. I'm calling for the bounce back. I'll be back. I'm, ca- I'm calling my shots, man. Man, we had a drop for that, too. I am so sad we don't have the soundboard. We had a good drop for that, too. <laughs> we better get it working I for know, next week because we know. are very much upset. I know. We're going to have a lot of disappointed viewers. Yeah. Well, at least a few disappointed viewers because right. a few is all we got. Uh, going with the Pandora's box, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Start them both. Why not? Fulgham and Rager is you know kind of the cheaper yeah. option of that. Uh, TJ Hawkinson versus Washington. Austin <gasps> Cooper versus Houston. Oh, no. He said it. He said Washington, straight up. The team who should not be named, okay? Go with Hockeyles. Hockeyles, Hockeyles. All right. All right. That was it, Don. So there you go for your (laughs) DFS Smash Plays of the Week. For all of you daily fantasy players out there watching this show, we would love to hear from you about some of these that have really paid off for you. I'm just curious about how much money you're wagering, how much money you're winning in this stuff, because I don't play daily fantasy, but, I mean, when people tell me they're winning a couple hundred dollars a week, I think maybe I should start. Yeah, no, people make a living off that, for sure. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, so if you're out there making a living or at least making some beer money, some weekend food pizza money, mm. we want to hear about mm. it because I just find it completely fascinating. We're, we're such fat kids. <laughs> yeah. You say pizza, we both go, mm. Well, we have been working for the past 10 hours, so. <laughs> That's true. Well, longer than that for me. I've been working for the past uh, 16. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah, rounding Let's out go. our show for the Stop. week. Being the shy guys, it's time. Let's go. Let's go knock on the doors of Soldier Field with a little bit of hometown corner and our hometown Chicago Bears. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you you can't say the writing hasn't been on the wall, seeing as you know we've pretty much predicted the last three weeks, right? Um, Tensions seem to be rising between Coach Nagy and Foles and. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how much longer Nagy holds his ground. You know, it, it seems like they're starting to butt heads here. Uh, there are whispers of him giving up play calling finally. There's he's, he's, He sounds like he's getting really close to it. It might happen as soon as this week, so we'll see. You know, Coach, hope. Coach Nagy has been preaching all season long. It's all about how you respond. With, you know, this three-game loss streak, you know, could send this team reeling. With this being the, the the craziness of the COVID season, Nagy's big push this year is just, just how do you respond, right? That's what he's pushing to his players. Well, now it's on him. The question is on him. How do you respond? That's where we're at after these three hard losses. Now, Minnesota is a beatable team. but They are also very capable of stomping down the door. 
just ask Green Bay. And, you know, I'm I'm curious to see how Coach Nagy is going to respond here. This is all going to be on him. However this game goes, this is literally on Nagy's shoulder and how he handles his team's prep work, scheming, and just management of the players at this point. We'll see how he does. Going into a bye, that'll give him some nice time to recuperate at least. It was nice. You know, we we do have Dwayne Harris now, which was nice because... The punt returning? Yeah, we have somebody that's, you know, not afraid of the ball. Actually, it's returning punts. Yeah, Yeah. it's fantastic, isn't it? It's amazing how much much it helps when you have a punt returner actually returning the ball. See? Ball doesn't have cooties. Just saying, guys. Ball does not have cooties. Well, best of luck to our hometown Chicago Bears going into week 10. As we bring our close Bears. to the, the week Bears. 9, episode 9 of the, Bears, 2020, the, Bears, the, Bears, the Bears. <laughs> 2020, episode 9, Shy Guys Football Podcast. We want to let you know to be aware of the bye weeks coming up. This week we have New York Jets, we have Kansas City, we have Dallas, and we have Atlanta all on bye. So make sure you check your rosters. Make whatever moves you need to to get those guys off your lineup and into your bench so you're not ending up with zero points in that spot. We want to thank you for watching the show. If, you need, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us on YouTube. In the comment section below, we'll be able to respond and interact with you there. You can follow us on Twitter, at ShyGuysFootball. You can follow us on Facebook at our newly created Facebook fan page, and that's also at ShyGuysFootball. And you can also email us, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. We want to take all of your questions, all of your comments, anything that you need to know to help you win your league. Look, it's it's week 10. We're coming into week 10. Time is running out. You, if you need to make some moves, now is the time. You cannot wait any longer. So if you've got questions, make sure you reach out to us. This is the time to make the playoff push. Yeah, exactly. This is it. We're, we're getting to down us. to the wire. We're here to help you. We promise. We want to help. We like it. That's why we do this. Yep. In the meantime, we wish you the best of luck on all of your waiver wire pickups, your trades going into week 10. And we hope to see you back next week. Until then. Don't forget to enter our giveaway. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yep. Waiting for those entries to roll in. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and with that, and we'll you again. See you next time. I'm going to get some stuff. Peace out.